Hello, Honda Motor Company, Japan. Oh, hello, Ross Brown. What do you want? Really? You want to buy a F1 team? <laughs> Get this, Ross Brown want to buy a F1 team. <laughs> yeah, sure, no problem, Ross Brown. Uh, and we at Honda wish you the very best of luck with F1 team. Sorry, sure. Wait a moment. Oh, one moment, Rasputin. Ask him if you also want to buy 25,000 unsold Honda Legends at knockdown price too. Oh, don't be ridiculous. He's not that stupid. Gareth Jones on speed! Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on speed. I'm Gareth Jones and this week I have mostly been driving a Ford Transit Connect. Richard, what have you mostly been driving this week or even in the last 24 hours? Uh, actually, I've been driving that Lexus 600, LS600H. Like I had. That we talked about on the show a few weeks ago. And I, I borrowed a Top Gear magazine's long-term test car. I, I went home in it uh, tonight, in fact. Uh, it was a very relaxing way to get home. But then, I don't know. I think being kicked home by a gang of wolves would be quite relaxing after that <laughs> Evo of mine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the one to judge. I also I got a Hyundai Matrix mini cab over here. That seemed Whoa, quite relaxing yeah. as well. Full leather interior as well. <laughs> that was, so everything's relaxing after the Evo. I've had a motor experience that is in a way more relaxing, but in a way a lot less relaxing. Uh, I have mostly this week been trying to drive a Ford GT40 around the Nurburgring uh, <laughs> in the virtual world of racer anyone out there who's after an os10 driving simulator i can recommend racer it's a free download it works it's good but as i've discovered in the last couple of days if you don't have a usb steering wheel it really is a bitch to control there's just i mean i (laughs) did manage to get around in under 20 minutes just um and there was an awful lot of spinning going on well i've got a williams f1 usb steering wheel in the attic which i will pull down and give you to uh, plug that, in I'll, and you can I'll, talk about I'll, it on I'll the show that. again I'll right you know on. the premise for this part of the program is a, an idea zog brought to the show tonight which is about advice let's see if i've got this right zog that what you're interested in in hearing from us and sharing is the best advice you have either ever received regarding cars and motoring or given someone Regarding cars and motoring, is that Well, right? as you can tell, I hadn't really thought this idea through, as it says, it says <laughs> it's clear. Good. It says, hey. it's the, we, we're not summing this up in a nice, clear, simple way. Yeah. But no, I, was, I was just thinking about, you know, you know, what is, you know what's, what's the best and the worst advice you've personally come across, you know, that you've either been given or... Get, I mean, off the top of my head, because I just, you know, one of the, uh, you know, d- definitely one of the worst bits of motoring advice that I ever received was in Washington State, North America, a few years ago, from the cop that gave me the ticket don't bother paying that ticket oh. <laughs> you know, he, he, was, uh, he was perfectly friendly he was, uh, I had been going a little bit fast but he's you know he's, and as we were talking afterwards he was asking you know how long are we going to be in going to be in the states for and, oh, you know, we'll be here for another couple of weeks then we're going back to the uk oh okay fine well i wouldn't bother paying the ticket you know and, and why would you say this they're never going to catch the... up with you he said and, <laughs> what was uh, the upshot of this then? well the upshot was that was that was that i did a couple of years later receive quite a threatening letter from a court in Washington, Washington State, and I thought, you know, given that I valued my ability to possibly at some point travel back to the states without getting busted at customs, which, in my slightly paranoid mind, I imagined this is what would happen. 
I thought I'd better pay the hugely inflated ticket at that point. So, so I thought that wasn't great advice from the man on the spot that should have known what was going on. So that's your worst advice? Uh, yeah, right now I'm thinking that's probably the worst advice I've ever received. Oh, OK. Well, I'll come back to your best advice uh, uh, yeah. in a moment. Yeah, Richard, worst or best? Best, I think. Best both ways. Best advice I ever gave was when I was about about 11 or 12, bizarrely, and right. my godmother, my Auntie Carol, she she had a Vauxhall Chevette, and she said, I'm looking to get a new car, and you've always got your head in a car magazine, what do you think I should get? And because she was a school teacher, lived on her own, and did local miles pottering around, and just wanted an easy car to drive that was reliable... And so I said to her, for some reason, why don't you buy a Nissan Sunny? Which, you know, oh, back then... Yeah. Did you have a crystal ball or something? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. because, yeah. you know, if I'd immersed myself in car magazines that much, or I don't know, maybe car magazines were different back then, because, you know, a lot of them, certainly some of the weekly ones, they, they bang on always about, you know, the, a car is good if it's good on the limit, handling-wise and stuff like that, and that's all a, all a, what it's about. Anti-carols aren't concerned with that, are No, they? exactly, and I don't know, but I started thinking about like this, and I thought, well, I was quite young at the time, I don't know, this is a strange moment of wisdom in an otherwise rather stupid job. <laughs> Childhood, and I, you didn't say the date of Matteo Pantera. No, exactly. I think Ferrari. you should get um, a, a Dutton Mariner or something. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I know why that car always appealed to me as well. Well, yeah, but not. It wouldn't, thankfully, it wouldn't have appealed to my Auntie Carol, and I didn't recommend her that. I said, get a Nissan Sunny. That was in about 1986, I think. She's mm. still got that Nissan Sunny. And when she, Ooh. and she always writes me a letter on my birthday and at Christmas just to let me know how things are going and you know, I like drop in and see sometimes when I'm back home and I always get an update on how the Sunny's doing and it's fine and it sails through its MOT and she can't think of anything to replace with because it's been the most reliable dependable and just inoffensively useful car that she or anyone she knows has ever had and all because of some precocious little runt that gave her this advice in, <laughs> back in the 80s. So I'm quite proud of that. It's the one bit of oh, good advice I've ever Richard, given. Yeah. Richard, if you weren't a precocious car-based little runt when you were little, and oh. you, Zog, <laughs> and me, we wouldn't we be making this flaming That's podcast. Right. Can I just tell you about the best piece of car advice that I was given... Well, uh, lots, of, lots of people were given this by Quentin Wilson on the telly, but uh, who I used to work with, and, and he once said something about when you're buying a car, you know, look at the uh, the person who's selling it, yes, and <laughs> this was brought home to roost last week. You know, I said on the last uh, a couple of shows ago that I was having these things where I just keep looking at buying a big barge, and I've decided that with my sort of Auntie Carol brain on, it should be a Lexus LS400 just because they're yeah. reliable and you, yeah. know, you don't get yeah. much more reliability for 1,500 quid or whatever. It seems like a bit of a giveaway. So yeah, I f- went to have a look at an LS400 that was advertised by what appeared to be a car dealer on the internet and had this website. That, uh, I should have worried about this because I had an awful lot of typos on it, but then, you know, I mean, he's a car dealer. He's not a, you know, a, a grammar snob because yeah. th- that's my job because it's what I do for a living. And... And so I went to see this, and it was advertised on the website, you know, a family-run business. Well, 
uh, he'd sort of taken that to a slightly uh, overly literal degree because he seemed to be running it from the family home and his quite large driveway was stuffed with cars now there was no chance of me getting a test drive of this car I knew that since I arrived because it was hemmed in by six other cars including a bright yellow Ford Escort Cabrio and a Cadillac STS so apart from anything else it suggested his judgement was way out of whack and uh, a slightly surly shaven headed cockney type bloke and the car looked quite spanky in the pictures on his website, but it was actually quite shabby and quite clearly had a water leak into the interior, which he tried to dismiss. Maybe? Yes, I well. How, I don't how know. did he dismiss a water leak? So you the got moisture water on leak. the glass on the interior. Yeah, the, yeah? The, the inside the back windscreen and one rear window all steamed up, which to me always says, oh, that car's got a water leak. You can just mm. tell, can't you? Sure enough, lifted up the floor mat in the footwell by the steamed up window and the, the carpet was sopping wet. Now, he tried to dismiss this as the fact that the car had recently had, quote-unquote, a professional valet. <laughs> but it was such a professional valet that there was still valet, a yeah. residue of boots. ash in the fag tray. So, oh, and so, no, it was just, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a shabby car and he lived in a shabby house and was a shabby Man, I hope he's not listening because he looked like he kicked your head in. But when you say family, I reckon it was the family. Yeah, well, it was yeah. that. And I just and I was driving away and I was thinking, well, you know, I sort of as soon as I turned up and saw this, just cars littered on his frontage, and God knows what his neighbours must think. And then the bloke with his sort of shaven head, and he was always on his mobile while I was there, and and stuff. And this sort of other man turned up and took some keys and disappeared. All the, the bit shady, just, and all I could yeah, think of was yeah, yeah, Quentin yeah. Wilson's sage advice: rough traders sell rough cars good advice okay the best advice i could give anyone i think is when you're getting married right don't yeah. drive away from the church uh, or the registry office or the you know significant uh, neutral location with your sunroof open mm. would this be to do with what people might throw into the car correct as you're oh. driving away were yeah. you in confetti based hell nope were you in foam hell? No. Did someone lob a pint of lager into your what, car? What do people throw at weddings? Oh, rice. Correct. Right. Okay. I back in the days when I was married, before I had a girlfriend and two children, I, I was married and um, should I, add that you're not married anymore. It's not just like you're. No, no, that's crazed, got nothing to do with it. No. Polygamy. <laughs> <laughs> I got married and we drove away from the reception. Bye. Off they go in the beautiful nineteen. 19- go on, tell us what car was it? It was my Lancia HBE, of uh, course, oh, which I just had a, spent a lot of money having it restored, so it looked beautiful as I drove away, and it really did. Mm. It was never at its best, I have to say. We drove off with with the roof open, and people threw rice, and I kissed my new wife, and a bit like that scene in uh, the end of On a Master's Secret Service. You know, it's going to be mm. oh, oh, yeah. well without the being shot, without the tragedy. Without, without, yeah, yes. well. There certainly was there certainly was a tragedy involving that marriage, but I won't go into that. Leave it. (laughs) So what happens when you have rice thrown into your car? Well, it finds little holes to fall into. And the little hole you you work it out. If it gets wet, then the rice is going to A hold on to the moisture. Yes and trap it it yes. will also expand yes. however yes. and actually and, and expand quite considerably so yes. if it, it could actually uh, maybe it could fracture yes. uh, some bits of the car yeah. if yes. enough rice gets well, in well also it was a, it was an ageing Lancia well, and therefore it <laughs> would have leaked water at some point thus causing the rice to swell am I right for a is fraction of a second I, it, I did it wonder whether there was much water coming to this car but then I thought no it's a Lancia an old Lancia of course water is going to pour into this car this, <laughs> this car the drain holes in the surround for the sunroof 
filled oh, with no. rice. Oh. So whenever the rain oh. poured into sunroof and went into these correct channels, and this car was perfectly dry beforehand, it filled the rice in there, it blocked the drainage channels, and water slowly seeped in through the headlining oh, oh. into the car, <laughs> rotting my poor little lunch oh. away. Did you ever get it? Oh, right, okay, and here's my second bit of advice, right? <laughs> if you re- then realise that your drainage pipes, which are rubber are blocked with rice, don't get a coat hanger and shove it down there because all that does is pierce the rubber in many, oh, many places. Yeah. So you get multiple bits of water oh, coming in yeah. through the roof. This is car. a rice-based disaster. A yeah. rice-based disaster. So that's the best advice I can give you. Keep your sunroof closed if you're driving off and they're throwing rice when you get married, right? Good. Best like bit. It's fairly like random. It. I have to admit, I won't be passing <laughs> no, it on that, to Auntie that, Carol. That, but that is, that's solid gold. It's that, still, that you know, I've learned something. Mm. And the best bit of advice is again advice I, I gave myself I think 10 years ago go to Japan and buy a couple of cars don't buy them over here I saved myself something like 20 grand on two beautiful cars I have one car which I'm still driving to this day and the other one which I sold for a massive profit two years later sage advice now for people in Europe who I gather are coming over here and rebuying E30 M3s and Delta Integrales and stuff like that because the euro to pound exchange rate is so favourable. Oh, I see. I was these, all these desirable oh. recent classics wow. are going back, a lot of the cases, That's whence they came. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. in happier times, people from Britain were going over to Germany and snapping up E30 M3s, yeah, great classic, we're, you know, going to, going to southern Europe to buy Integrales because, yeah. you know, you guarantee they wouldn't have been sort of exposed to moisture so much. And even uh, Porsche 964 uh, RSs, things like that, often get a left-hand drive one from Germany and and now they're all going back because of the exchange rate Coming soon on Quaaludes Records Now these are some songs that we call Things Gareth Made Up using exactly the same drum pattern Five featuring the Mary and Jesus chain with I'm Happy Driving When It Rains Got windshield wipers Got a heater set to dimmest I don't mind if this precipitation Continues to persist Got Pirelli P0s Got a rear fog light Ties will shift standing water Visibility's alright And Building Cars for America From Bruce Steenspring I got a job on the production line Wages were poor, hours were fine Building Corvettes and Chevrolets I never worked nights, I only worked days Work from the heart I played my part Building cars for America Building cars for America And, alright, alright, calm down, our Billy AAA It's Building Cars in Liverpool by the Mighty Lark. Let's speak no more about the bad times. Don't let it 
usually about this time of the year that uh, we start getting excited at the prospect of Le Mans. We've already talked about Aston Martin being there with their new sports prototype coupe. It's a Lola. But a car that we're equally excited by is the new Audi R15. Yeah, so very, very excited. Was I, that I, a song? I, 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 I turned around and then I thought there was a it, flamenco dance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Fernando Alonso passed through yeah, here for a, a moment. Just have a very quick, First of all, why is it called the R15? The last car was the R10. The one before it was the R8. R8. Why? Do we know? You know the Audi people, Richard. They haven't phoned you up. Really. Richard, I've got an explanation. <laughs> I Can don't know. I suppose I could try and ring someone. I'm, I'm just going to guess that it's because they think it's five better. <laughs> yeah. I reckon there's something proper behind it to do with sort of development projects that have or haven't been continued, yeah, you know. That's there was, true. There was an R9 between the yeah. R8 and 10. Yeah. Sorry, there was an R9 between the 8 and 10 that they didn't yeah. bother to make. R12 but, but was the, but the new drinks machine by the ladies' Lou. Yeah, the yeah, right. there you go. Yeah, factory. Yeah. I know yeah. that for a fact that I've just made up. The R13 was their new key ring. That's right. Yeah. And the R14, I think, was a glider with a carbon fibre main spar in the 1980s the built by Flug and Stars. you're not making that up. No, I don't think I am. I think that is basically something I know about. There was a <laughs> R14 glider with a carbon fibre spar, I think, made by Flug and Start in about 1978. Gosh, that's worrying that I'm thinking about that now. But um, it's quite an interesting looking car. It's, it looks actually a bit more like the R8 than the R10, but it's got this kind of great big wide mouth rug front sort of thing going on with a high nose yeah, putting your fingers in your cheeks and pulling your cheeks <laughs> apart works much better on, <laughs> on TV than on a podcast I'll put a picture we'll, of this we got on the website yeah, so you yeah. can see me doing an impression hey, there you go also, in fact there you go I've, 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 there'll be a new car face in the next couple of weeks I'll do that what they've the, done I noticed is then to sort of try and compensate for the wide mouth frog thing and the higher nose is mm. sort of put a a graphic, even on the car that was on test that had no sponsors on it, but they'd already put on the sticker that tries to replicate the grill shape of an Audi road car, just yeah, to try just and keep that continuity keep the branding, in an yeah. increasingly mm. tenuous way. But The thing that struck me most about the look of the new Audi was actually there's something in common with the new Red Bull in that, that they both have this thing at the back of sort of the bodywork being really sucked in and they, they seem to have tried particularly hard to minimise the amount of bodywork 
right at the back of the car where it's mm-hmm. all you know actually sort of if you funneling think, down if and, you and think about it it's a massive difference because you look at the back of the R10 and the R8 you could land a Phantom F4 on there it was like an aircraft carrier it's a great big flat silver back end it really was noticeably flat and that's mm. just gone isn't mm. it it's as if someone's had a go at it with a spoke shave there you go I haven't used that term for a long time <laughs> a spoke shave to carve it away you know oh like that's done it no that doesn't it no there's nothing at the back of the car yeah. are Audi and is Adrian Newey being the designer of the new Red Bull car are they, you know, are they onto something really good here are these, are these going to be well, uh, super quick you know, Audi lots of money proven track record of success oh yeah Adrian Newey Brain the size of the moon, couple mm-hmm. of planets. Yeah. So you'd sort of think. I, think, well, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this you know, is it, maybe what either of them had done it, but both. Uh, you got to say they've probably got something there. Yeah, I, I must admit, I'm regretting saying what I said about who I thought was going to win Le Mans. <laughs> the head says it had to be Audi or Peugeot, and I and I, and I went for Peugeot on the basis that there was no Audi to look at yet. Mm. That the Peugeot have been, you know, building up their Le Mans running experience, and yeah. this year should be the year they'll do it. But. But now that R15's out, I don't know. It's looking a bit mm. right, isn't it? Yeah. If it looks right, it'll go right. That's what they say. Mind that's you, the, that's the adage, isn't it? Yeah. Peugeot have done a bit of sorting out the looks of the 908 HDI. Fap. 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 They've given it a chrome dome. Have you seen that? And there's a reason for it. The top of the canopy where the driver sits yes. is being covered in that sort of chrome-finished polythene or polyethylene into plastic of some kind. Uh, is that mylar stuff? Yeah, mylar yeah, probably. Yeah. To radiate the heat back because the mm. drivers were overheating. Oh. Yeah. So clearly Peugeot, I reckon it's going to be a hot Le Mans this yeah. year and there'll be no rain. So I'm definitely going and I'm going to go in an XK150 convertible, I think. Why not? Why not? Let's pull this whole like program. There you yeah, go. Well, well I'm, yeah. I'm going in... I, I, I expect to be going in my 944 Turbo, but... Uh, Hey, I'm open to better offers. Jetpack, Richard, for you? I, I, I haven't decided yet. I don't know. <laughs> if, if I, 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 there are a number of options that might involve private aviation. But then again, <laughs> I, I don't know. If I could find a nice man who wasn't, wasn't a prototype gangster who would sell me a big old barge of some sort, I could go down in that. I, don't, I haven't decided yet. Find out. Space. Yes, find out what it <laughs> yes, is. Yes, I'm sure everyone's really on the edge of their seat going, oh, I wonder how Porter's going to get to Le Mans. The scabby back. <laughs> <laughs> on a final note, uh, this email I received recently from Shane Kleinpeter. That's got to be an anagram, isn't it? Can I just say something, by the I way? I, think I, well, I went into the Top Gear office that. today and an email had gone round our office uh, that had been forwarded from uh, BBC in the US that said... Has there ever been a scriptwriter on Top Gear called something like Shane Bumgardner? (laughs) Because we've received a CV or a resume from someone uh, who who, who says that he used to write on Top Gear. Uh, (laughs) Wants a reference. A fantasist. If I was going to make up a pen name... That's what I would have chosen, ironically, <laughs> but I hadn't had the presence of mind to do it. Sorry, anyway. Go on. So from Shane Bumgardner. So who's, who's this guy's name? Uh, Shane, this Shane is, no, this is uh, Shane Peter. Make up your mind. Is it Klein or Peter? I don't know. Anyway, Shane Kleinbeater says, uh, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Wanted to comment on the last show I listened to in which you had a roundtable discussion on plug-in electric cars. Zog standing to my right, commented that a good idea would be to have battery swapping stations. 
According to the New York Times, somebody is already working on that. And there's a link to a New York Times thing. There you go. Yeah, hey. So join us for more predictions of the future. More inadvertent predictions of the future. (laughs) More random flailing into the space of the future. You've been listening to... I've been Richard Porter. And I'm still Zog. And uh, next time I will be Gareth Jones on Gareth Jones on Speed. And I'm going to play you out as this was the nearest show to St. David's Day for Welshmen everywhere and mostly me, of course. Here's a song in a language you almost certainly won't understand a word of unless you are Welsh like me. The song is by Gareth Jones Arvris, which translates into Gareth Jones on Speed in Welsh. And the song is called Car. Camrai, which means a Welsh car. If you want a translation, it's on the website. Tararoan. i
contact the show on speed at garethjones.tv. Read lyrics and find out more at garethjones.tv or subscribe for free at the iTunes store. Gareth Jones on Speed is made by Riz Bang. (laughs) 